0: Welcome listeners to sleep, eat, perform, and repeat. This is a podcast on high performance. It'll be presented by myself, David Clancy, and my two co-hosts, Conor Gavin and Kieran Dunn. What we're striving to achieve here is figure out what makes high performing individuals tick, why they do what they do, and why are they successful? Rate and review, share with your friends, but most importantly, enjoy. Welcome everyone to Sleepy Performer Pete, episode number 51. Today we spoke to Damien Diolande, South African professional rugby player currently playing in Japan, Springbok Rugby World Cup champion, future Munster player and all-around nice fella. In this episode, Damien shares where he feels he can add value to Munster rugby in Ireland, both on and off the field. He opens up on the remarkable victory in the recent Rugby World Cup and what that meant to him, the team and his nation. It was lovely to hear the origins and ancestry of Damien. He's some Spanish blood, in fact. A future surf trip to Spanish waters is on the cards for sure. There was so much to take away from this episode, from key themes such as work hard, play hard, the importance of downtime off the field of play and relishing the challenge to grow. A big thanks to Johann Schultz from Kinetic Talent for facilitating this interview with Damien. If you'd like more information on this episode or any of our others check out our website at www.sleepyperformerpete.com. Please subscribe, share, rate and review but most importantly listen and enjoy.
1: Hi guys welcome to Sleepy Performer Pete. We're delighted to be joined on the show today by the South African Rugby World Cup winner and I'll pass you over to David to introduce you to
0: Damien. So Damien DiAlande is a current springbok. Has quite a experienced successful career in rugby to date having represented western province in the Currie cup stormers of cape town and super rugby and having played the last couple of years in japan but i suppose we're also looking forward to hearing about what it must be like for damien moving to munster next year following in the footsteps of players such as trevor halstead Jean de villiers jacko Tote, to name a few south african centers so damien Tell us a little bit about your story and how you how you come to a point when you'll be moving to the west of Ireland next year having just won the world cup.
2: Um per se David and Giron, thanks for having me on the show and thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Um yeah it's been a, it's been a, a joyride joy ride at the moment. Um but yeah I'm in Japan um now playing rugby until the end of May and then um Yeah, I'll have about a month or so off and I'll get back into the swing of things and join up at Munster probably early July. Um, And yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, But obviously, know our rugby works. my main focus will be now on um, doing as well as I can and playing as well as I can and winning winning as many games as I can for Panasonic Wild Nights in Japan. And once that's done, then uh, my main focus will be on Munster but um, also if I make the Springbok box side, my, my my focus will be on that as well. But no, I'm obviously very excited. I've only heard good things about Munster I think the only bad thing I've heard is uh, it gets a bit cold in winter. But <laughs> I'm sure that will only be
0: for uh, Park. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm sure that will only be for a month or two, and then um, the sun will start shining out again. But yeah, I'm very excited to go there. I'm very excited to to work with Coach um, John van Groningen and. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm excited to meet all my, my
0: new teammates when I get there as well. And what what will you bring to the table? Say as a person, but also as a professional. We we, we understand your game and kind of what it is that you do on the field of play. But for you personally, where do you feel you add value?
2: Um,
0: I think I can add
2: a lot of value off the field in terms of bringing a good energy. I'm um, having a laugh. Yeah, I like to uh, put smiles on people's faces and cause a bit of trouble in the change room. So. Yeah, hopefully uh, um, my banter, that's what they call it in the UK, isn't uh, cringe and they're not put off by it. So, yeah, um, it's nothing nothing disturbing or anything. Um, Yeah, uh, just a bit crude sometimes.
0: (laughs) Uh Yeah. I'd like to just pivot for a minute, Damien, and I suppose I just, I rang my uncle before myself and Kiran decided to ring you, and he had said, I wonder where his surname comes from and kind of the origins of that. I suppose it's something that... Some people pronounce it Delande, the Alande. It's a little different to we come across as Standers, and Matfields. So just tell us a little bit about kind of your family and maybe the origins of that.
2: Yeah, so my uh, my mother's maiden name is Campbell, so she's got a bit of Scottish blood, and my dad is uh, Delande, and that is uh, Spanish. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I've never been to Spain or I've never I don't have a Spanish passport or anything, but we do have a bit of Spanish blood. I think it's my dad's grandfather, my great grandfather my great grandfather that has um that's uh, from Spain. But yeah, I've yeah, um, I've never been there, I've never met anyone from Spain that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'll claim, I'll claim the surname and, and, and say that I'm Spanish. <laughs> yeah.
0: You'll be a bit closer anyway when you're playing in Limerick and Cork. So maybe you'll, you'll get a trip over to Malaga sometime.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you get a weekend off, I'll definitely um, scoot over there for a bit of sunshine.
1: <laughs> for sure. And Damien, you mentioned it's been a bit of a joyride recently. Do you want to tell us a bit about what it's been like the last few months after such a great success with the World Cup?
2: Yeah, obviously the World Cup was uh, very busy. And um, while you're at the World Cup, you obviously and things are going well, you experience new things and you get to meet new people and yeah, that was pretty awesome and we got to meet Prince Harry, we got to meet our president as well. So yeah, it was really awesome and then obviously after winning uh, the World Cup and getting home and seeing all the supporters and and all our family and friends that uh, were actually quite emotional but like emotionally proud which is pretty awesome so it was also a bit overwhelming at times but yeah, it was just nice to see Uh, The whole country came together and, like, yeah, it was like put a stop to the country in South Africa and everyone just joined in the celebrations and, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Like I said, it was a bit of a joy ride. Uh, We did uh, have a lot of beers and I went out um, a few too many times but, yeah, it was all in good spirit and, yeah, now, like I said, I'm in Japan and back to work again and it's been awesome to get back into the swing of things um, in terms of rugby-wise.
1: Brilliant. And, Winning lifting the web Ellis would be seen as probably the pinnacle of rugby success. Do you feel it was your greatest achievement in your career so far? Yeah, definitely.
2: I think as a, as a player, uh, you first strive to represent your country, or your province, and then your country. And um, once you represent your country, you you want to play as many times as you can and achieve as much as you can with South Africa. And you know this year was one of those years where it was just a phenomenal a phenomenal year for us and. Yeah, it was good fun. Uh, we won the, cha- the the rugby championship, and that was awesome. And people never really gave us a chance to win the World Cup because they said every time a team wins the championship, uh, they always lose the World Cup. But, yeah, we proved them wrong. And, yeah, it is, uh, I would say it is, it, it's the biggest achievement of my career. I obviously still want to go out there and win as many trophies as possible, which will be awesome. Um, but I think even... If I had to play the next World Cup and if we had to win it again, I don't think it would be the first one. So, you know, it's always special. to be something I cherish for the rest of my life, and uh, my family, my friends will also cherish it as well. And I think I can speak on behalf
0: of all the players as well. Damien, what I liked what you said there is quite refreshing. Oftentimes, when we speak to someone who's just experienced big success, right, the, the pinnacle of your career, you've, you know, you've hit the Mount Everest of rugby usually it's when we speak to a player who's just retired or he's coaching and and then they say you know something I regret I wish I could have enjoyed those moments when I was experiencing real highlights with my team but oftentimes yeah. you get caught up into the next big thing so I like that you've had a bit of a joyride and that you yeah. you enjoyed it with your team because that's it's great for us to hear because we don't hear that enough and it, yeah, it's it's probably hard because you're a professional sportsman and you're expected to keep performing and playing at the highest level. But to to enjoy yeah. those moments when they come, um, must be very, very special. So it's great to hear that. Yeah,
2: yeah, thank you very much. now, it's awesome, man. Like, uh, um, yeah, we have a mentality of work hard and, and play hard. So if you want to go out and have a few beers, you must still come to training and pitch up and. Train like, you, like you're going to play on Saturday. Yeah, that's, that's just how we live throughout the World Cup. And even before the World Cup, we set those standards. And I know we work hard, we put our bodies through a lot, but I think at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we can still sort of go out and enjoy ourselves and be respectful enough to get back to the hotel or to wherever we have to be at a certain time and still pitch up for training the next day in perfect condition.
1: Very good. And you mentioned about what it meant to the, the country and the people. Um, was there anyone in particular who was a role model for you that you were, you were trying to emulate their success? Or was it a family member or a sporting legend? Who do you sort of look up to as an icon that you would like um, to emulate?
2: Yeah, yeah for me, uh, uh, when, I was, when I was growing up, I always used to watch Gia uh, uh, Eplon. Oh, yeah. um, and, he was, and he was one guy that I really enjoyed watching. Um, and then it was uh, actually quite funny because when I started playing the Stormers, I checked my Facebook account. And he was like the only sports person I liked on my Facebook account, so then yeah, it was quite funny because then I was actually playing with him at the time and I actually forgot about it. Um, but yeah, he's one guy that I, I really look up to and appreciate a lot. And um, uh, even I think he's in Japan now, uh, yeah, he's in Japan, um, so I'll probably see him in a few weeks' time when we play against his club. But yeah, it was he's one of my inspirations that I really enjoyed, but um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I had something specific to win the Rugby World Cup for. I think it was uh, more just for the teammates and for our country and for ourselves as well. Um, and yeah, it was like uh, like I said earlier, it was it was like a massive privilege to, to win the World Cup. But it was awesome to see how proud our families and friends were of us and our girlfriends and our wives. So yeah, it was really cool. It was
0: an awesome experience. Lovely. That's great. Now, Damien, you know, you're, you're having this opportunity to play in the same country as a player that you looked up to. But say if I, I have a two-year-old baby and say I'm going to talk to him tomorrow, I'm going to say, Michael, I spoke to a great player currently playing. And I asked him the question, what makes a great rugby player great? What, what, would, I, what would I say to my little son to help him as he, as he grows up loving the game that I love?
2: Um, it's quite tough nowadays Um, (laughs) I think back in the day you could just go out and enjoy yourself Um, I think nowadays it's very structured so even at high school level and that's uh, I enjoy going to watch club level and high school level but I think when it's a bit too structured at that level I think we we almost we almost let kids play with a bit of fear not with the natural talent and I think that's what actually gets players into the team that's what's that's what creates Stormers players or Spremo players or and stuff like that, or, or guys that make it to the next level, but that's something special that someone else doesn't have. And, yeah, I would just say, if I had to speak to your son, or you had to speak to your son, I would give him the ball and let him do what he wants with it um, mm-hmm. and see what he can do. And and if he can do something with it, then you obviously know you've got something special, but yeah, don't. I wouldn't advise him to tell him what to do, because then he won't be uh, expressing himself and enjoying himself in the field like he should be.
0: I think that's excellent advice. Thank you.
1: Um, just in terms of yourself and your career, was there any specific habit or trait that you felt um, really helped you perform and be at your best and made you into an elite rugby player today?
2: No, a few years ago, we at the Springboks, we weren't very good with uh, recovery and and our, I don't think our training was up to standard. We had a lot of knock-ons and responses uh, the training and I think that let our standards down and it affected us in games as well. And yeah, this year we, we just, we, this year and last year, we started last year and uh, all we said last year was that we want to be consistent. If you be consistent that you can compete with the best things in the world and throughout these past two years we've just been consistently good in terms of working hard, enjoying ourselves but also recovering quite well and um, and being disciplined on the field and off the field. Uh, just having that, that discipline and, and owning up and being a man if something goes wrong and being honest but... Yeah, I think the the recovery helped us a lot. Um, Obviously, in Japan, um, a few coaches have said it over the World Cup. The onsense of the training are very awesome and they actually help a lot to go from hot to cold every few minutes. And yeah, you do it straight after training. When you get to the hotel, you've got the rest of the evening off and you can just relax. And like I do, like I enjoy doing, I play online gaming a bit. So yeah, when I get back to the hotel, then I'm just in my own mind and I'm in my own comfort zone and I can just play games and relax until waking up tomorrow morning and getting
1: back into the similar things. Exactly. It sort of echoes the name of the podcast, as you know, Sleepy Performer Pete, talking about recovery yeah. and, and the consistency as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, Damien, let's just go back to the fact you're obviously someone that very much exemplifies humility, right? And yeah. a reflection of your team would be consistency, performing, you know, you win the Rugby World Championship, you go off, you win the Rugby World Cup. And, you're, you know, you're landing a big deal in Munster, right? And we need you yeah. to help us in Europe yeah. in particular, um, big yeah. time. I suppose my question Thank is, you. would you have ever thought, you know, growing up with a ball in your hand, playing in Cape Town, that uh, I'm going to go off to the west of Ireland when I'm in my, <laughs> in my 20s and, uh, and try to contribute to, to Munster? Would you have ever thought, did that ever come into your sort of your vision, or how did that come to, to play? Yeah, no, uh,
2: no, I wouldn't have ever thought that. Um, obviously, I'm from Cape Town, so I think when you're from Cape Town, you actually have a mentality of uh, sometimes you don't want to leave there because it's actually very nice. Yeah, yeah. Not just on the field, but off the field as well. Um, there's obviously a lot to do, the sunshines and there's nice beaches and stuff like that. So, But yeah, just for me, leaving now, leaving Cape Town now, it was obviously a massive decision for me. After I signed the contract to come to Japan, then it actually really sunk me that I'm leaving and I was quite sad, but um, obviously I had to accept it. And um, yeah, after I signed uh, this deal, then uh, Coach Yuan phoned me and he asked me if I want to come to Munson. I, it, was never, you know, it was never something I thought about until he spoke to me about it. And then I obviously watched the European Championship and yeah, you know, uh, like I think for me, uh, thinking about Munster, about the supporters and everything like that in the stadium, imagine but of better the stormers in terms of the way they sing and, and chant and stuff like that, and are nice and tight to is to the field and uh, my loyal the fans are and stuff like that so I think uh, when I got uh, the offer to come to Munster i couldn't i couldn 't turn it down um, and that 's one thing i 'm really excited to get to Munster for is to meet some of the supporters and see what it likes back uh, in the stadium and playing on the field and seeing what the
0: atmosphere is like as well. And, you know, kind of like, I suppose, Table Mountain in Cape Town, we've got the Cliffs of Moher here, not too far away. (laughs) I haven't heard of that yet, but I'll definitely check it (laughs) out. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit now, if, if you could look onto your career from now, if you could look maybe from five years back. Five years ago, yeah. is there anything you would do different to that point in time versus where you are now?
2: Um, for me, personally, no. Um, I've made some mistakes along the way. made some bad decisions, but I think that's that's all in the spirit of rugby and, and life. So for me, I wouldn't change anything because that's made me into the man I am today. And I think I've learned a lot in these past five years. And I know that, I'll, that I've grown up a lot and now I can make better decisions in the future. So no, I don't think change anything
0: anything at all. Absolutely. Now let's let's roll it forward and see you in fifteen to twenty years from now, what's the, what's what's yeah. your legacy going? What would you like to identify yourself or look back on and say, well, you know, I did alright there. What would what would you like people to think fondly of you on, on the pitch and off the pitch? Um obviously when you
2: when you play at high level, you obviously want to be known as um, someone that never gives up, and it's quite tough. And I think uh, that's what that's that, that's what I'd like to be remembered for. But but also playing this, uh, the game in good spirit and enjoy myself on the field, and knowing that should uh, anything could happen on the day, and that's just um, that's just fate sometimes. But yeah, if I look back on in 20 years' time, I I want to look back and still remember that I was playing with a smile on my face and actually enjoy myself uh, 100% and not just being there for the sake of being there. Very good.
1: In terms of when you got this call about Munster, did you, was there anyone, you, did you ask um, Razzy Rasmus or anything about Munster? And, you know, it's quite cold over here. You might have taken a bit of yeah. <laughs> with the weather-wise anyway. Yeah, the, uh, yeah I, I didn't
2: really speak to anyone about it. I, I was told that I had to keep it very quiet and then it leaked a bit after the World Cup and uh, got you and kept it quiet, which is quite nice. And, no, I spoke to uh, Rasi Rasmus uh, after the World Cup and he told me that it is very cold, but um, <laughs> if, you, if you're nice and relaxed like he knows I am, then I'll definitely enjoy it. And he said, I'll, I'll probably definitely enjoy it because he said it's a nice little community and the people are awesome and no one will give you any hassles when you travel like that. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to coming there and settling down for a couple of years. Nice
0: is is there anything you do to chill out a bit or unwind you know you're playing in those big games you know for, you've been playing yeah. a lot of big games for a long time so I mean people here in Ireland surf they play golf um, you know they play playstation they they write they do kind of different things they play the guitar what is it that, that you do maybe to just switch off and get some downtime away from the pitch well I
2: play a bit of online gaming myself which is quite nice and um I also play a bit of golf, not to say I'm any good, but I can, I can hit the ball a bit, which is quite nice. And it's just nice to get out on the course for four or five hours and you know, just enjoy yourself and forget about everything else and try and hit the ball as well as you can and get upset about it, uh, which is quite funny. <laughs> but yeah, I also, I, also, I also enjoy a bit of surfing, but I haven't surfed that much. I've done it a couple of times now recently, which has been quite nice as well. But um, I'll probably find uh, something to do in Limerick or around Limerick or around Ireland that um, I'll find a new interest in, a new hobby or something like that, and um, go a bit out of my comfort zone and out of um, my culture ways and try to experience something different outside.
0: Well, you could definitely play golf because obviously the Ryder Cup venue in a couple of years' time would be Adair Manor, which won't be too far from oh, the East. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, that would be very, very nice to a watch. <laughs> Um, very good. They don't let me on it because I, I I'm not I'm not good enough. Now I'd be kind of hacking it into into the rough. So they say not here, Dave. You have to play down the road. So I don't, I don't get a nod to play in the dermán. But I'm sure they'll let you in, Damien. Uh, yeah. Speaking, speaking <laughs> of you. Irish
1: sports, Damien, have you ever seen have you ever seen hurling or Gaelic football?
2: Um, I haven't seen either, but I, I've heard a bit of, about both, Um I, I've heard good things. So I'll, I'll probably go watch a few games of that live as well um, to see what the atmosphere is like and. Who um, knows? Maybe I'll just uh, enjoy the sport and have to go watch every weekend.
1: You might even pick <laughs> it up and become a, a part of the, Mount, the Limerick Hurling team. Yeah. They're on the bounce back as well. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Oh, That's awesome.
0: <laughs> now, Damien, I'm going to ask you probably the most difficult question of the podcast. I figured you you seem to be a man that has a bit of a laugh about you, right? Um, you don't, yeah. take, don't take yourself too serious, which is also refreshing. And we acknowledge you for that. Yeah. But. Say now, say you're sixteen, okay, so you you know, you've back back to the future kind of thing. You hopped into the DeLorean and you you're now sixteen years of age, and you're playing over here in Young Munster in Limerick, a club, and yeah, you're making your debut this weekend, and they after the game you won and you, you had a great game. Hat trick, given the ball, man of the match. Um, i it, 16 years old 16, yeah super, <laughs> you were a yeah. super fan the next big thing a South African Jonah Lomu um, <laughs> but they say uh, Damon, in order to be part of our fraternity here in Young Munster you need to sing us a song on the bus on the way home before we have some pints what's the song you're going to sing?
2: Sure I think it will be uh, Suddenly I'm trying to think of the artist name now <laughs> um, it's quite a romantic song um, okay yeah Okay. so yeah I think I'll sing that but I think I'll, I'll need a few beers before I, I get into um, start, 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 starting to sing so yeah but I'll, de- I'll definitely do
1: it <laughs> nice. nice we're just he- heading to the last segment of the show and what we normally ask people is especially in relevance to their cultures that they're in what does high performance mean to you
2: um, high performance to me it's, it's training at the highest or highest intensity as you can uh, for a long period of time, and not just training uh, on the field, but also in the gym, and uh, putting almost your body and your and your your mind under that stress, so that when you get into a game on the Saturday, you've you've almost achieved that level already. So you go into the game, and you don't actually reach that level even because you push yourself or you, or you push yourselves so hard in the week, um, and then obviously, I think I think recovery is also also part of the high performance. Um, for me, I know it's, you don't do anything special in recovery, but um, I think it goes a long way, and it's what benefits you to keep it high intensity you know, for for a longer period of time.
0: Absolutely, thank you very much. Now, Damien, just I'd like to last, ask you one last thing before we finish up for today, and it would be if you could give myself and Kiran and our, our family and friends some advice, something that you've learned from your travels. Um, that we can take from this call today to go out into our day-to-day what would be that little pearl of wisdom that little piece of advice that you can share with us?
2: For me I think um, it would be I said it earlier but I think it would be for me it's not to be scared to get out of the comfort zone Um, I've been to Japan in 2015 and I wanted to come back because I really enjoyed it and when I experienced Japan in 2015 for me it was a massive culture shock but I think for me, it let me out of my comfort zone then already, and I think I learned a lot—not just about Japan, but also about myself. And um, that's what excited me to come back to Japan. And I'm pretty sure that I'll experience other things in my life uh, going forward. But yeah, I, I won't be scared to to try new things and try new food and meet new people. And yeah, um, I would just say, just get a bit out of your comfort zone, and because um, you never know when you try something, you might actually really like, love it. and start something new and almost make you feel fresh again and excited about things or what's to come in the future. We better post to a
0: hurley. <laughs> 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 Damien Delaney, thank you very much for coming on today. You are very much somebody that epitomizes high performance class on the pitch and very much off the pitch. And you've we'd like to thank you for sharing and opening up a little bit there and also talking to us about how impo- important it is to overreach and push yourself and come out of the comfort zone challenge yourself to grow and evolve and we commend you because you're somebody that's a living breathing example of having done that for so many years and you're even going to be doing it moving over to here ireland and we're very much looking forward to seeing you here so wishing all the best stay fit stay healthy and thanks very much for taking the time today
2: cheers
0: thank you very much guys thanks uh, Kevin and david i appreciate
2: the phone call